the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show of Your Discipleship Coach partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm Michael Smith, your host, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. If you've been listening in, I hope that your discipleship coach has been helpful to you over the months, but I want you to enjoy today's show. It's going to be a little bit different. We're going to talk about discipleship and youth. So in the front end of the show, I'm going to share some of my experiences working with students and teenagers. And then there's a dear friend of mine who's given a great deal of his life and effort and ministry to serve youth, mostly in an urban setting in the great, great city of Chicago. And my guest today in the second half is going to be Titus Lee. So you're going to want to hang in and listen into that. But as we get started I want to share one big key that I have learned that makes discipleship effective with students. I'm going to go all the way back to the, to the I would rather say late 1990s because it makes me sound a little bit younger than saying the mid-1990s, but it's right in that time frame. And I had uh, been given my first opportunity to serve on a church staff as a youth and associate pastor. I had opportunity to preach and do a lot of ministry, but my primary focus was working with students. I was doing this on the East Coast outside of Boston, and I I followed a youth pastor that uh, had had preached on Wednesday nights in a in a tie. It was sort of a, a conservative church, and so I was this youth pastor that walked in without a tie and began just to hang out with students. And what was remarkable is, as a relational youth pastor. I say hang out with students. I literally spent great amounts of time with the small group of students that were there. There's just a handful of students, maybe, uh, I don't know, six or eight students. And I was hired full time and I would spend time with them. And and we would do a youth group, small group every week uh, during the middle of the week on Wednesdays. And we would do events and outings. And I had them over my house and we just spent time together. And about... I don't know, 12 months or so, we had grown by about tenfold. So we were 70, 80 students at that time. And I look back and I wonder, why is it that we saw uh, such uh, a multiplication in that short amount of time? And, and outside the context that we're always mindful of, that God is in control, God is working, the Spirit of God is drawing people in. 
I learned that that young people, that teenagers, students, even from adults, they flourish when they are given time, when they're given time. And, and what, what I, I learned is the key into developing youth ministry was found in this word, relationship. Let me fast forward to my next position. I was on staff and uh, outside uh, the Chicago area of uh, the city of Chicago and in, in uh, sort of a suburban area in outside Chicago. And again, went to a church that was a small to medium sized church. Uh, I was a youth pastor and the youth group was about seven kids one week. And then the next week it was about 10 kids because three kids uh, were part of another ministry every other week. And here's what we did in, in the course of a few years. You know, we grew again to over uh, tenfold. We had, you know, well over 100 students every week. We had developed 12 what I called pace setters. It's what I used to describe the leadership. And so our leadership was actually larger than the youth group when we started. And here's what we did in those times is we got a foosball table. We had a little basketball court, got some ping pong. And we just hung out with students. Now, here's what I did. I took all of the students that were able to hang out after church, but had cars and can, had a few dollars in their pocket, and all of my pace setters, my leaders, would, would go out and hang out with them. I would stay back at the church and hang out with students that, that couldn't go out. And playing foosball and spending time having relationship, I begin to ask questions like, hey, how are you getting along with your parents? How are things going at school? So you're dating. Tell me about that. How's your quiet time with the Lord coming along? And I just began to engage in relationship. I'm going to highlight, there's many stories here, but one particular young man, and his name truly is Paul. And when we get to the second half of the show, I'm confident my friend Titus will remember Paul. But Paul was a guy that, that I spent time with, got to know and hang out with junior high into high schooler in my time there as a youth pastor. I'll get back to Paul just a little bit later. I went to another church that we were sent from that church where I was on staff and, and we planted a church again in the Chicago land area. And part of what I did is I also started up a youth ministry hanging out with, with students. And I'm not going to talk all about my, my other duties, but I'm going to focus on how we served and ministered to youth. So this show here today is about discipleship. And youth, youth ministry, how we disciple young people and youth. So you might know if you've listened in that I, after this particular church plant, I went and led a turnaround church. I, I then was on staff at a mega church and currently now uh, went to a, another turnaround church. But when I was at that church plant, uh, after we started to grow, we developed a youth ministry. Let's go back to Paul. Paul started attending our church and ended up serving on staff with me as my youth pastor, part of my ministry team. What's remarkable about Paul is Paul uh, now serves as a senior pastor uh, in the area. So as part of Paul's journey from a middle school student to a high school student to when he became an adult, I did his wedding. He got married. He was on my staff as a youth pastor. And now I'm a mentor type in his life and just recently preached his father's funeral. So this relationship uh, became a strength and a bond that not only empowered Paul, but also helped him as he continued on into ministry. So this relationship, 
is what we're focusing on. Uh, in just a moment, I'm going to introduce my friend Titus Lee to you. And then uh, after that introduction, we'll take a break and get into an interview the second half of the show. But I want to fast forward to today. Just last week, I went as a chaperone with my eighth grade son on a school trip. He attends a Christian school. So I went with him and we went to uh, a museum and I actually went to the Creation Museum and the Ark in Kentucky and then stayed at a ranch. Well, when I was there, I had a great time to hang out with the entire eighth grade class. And what we did is we spent time together. I served as a chaperone, gave instructions, but hung out and spent time together. We played some games together. And what was awesome is as we spent time together, the guard was let down. And we talked about real issues that they face in their life. And, and not only today, but as they look forward to going to high school in the year to come. And I'm thinking, what was it? That, that opened up opportunity for a man like myself, who uh, is a few decades older than those eighth graders. What, what was the key to letting me into their life? And, and what it was, was spending time with them, giving them value, and having relationship. And I, this idea of relationship, where we're not any better than anybody else, but our young people today, I want you to hear this are not the problem. Our young people today, this generation, I believe, is God's answer to the problem. I believe that God is raising up a generation that's empowered to be like him, that is empowered to serve his purpose and his mission. So in the second half of the show, we're going to talk with a friend of mine, Titus Lee, who has done and led youth ministry for decades. Today, as a senior pastor, he still does youth ministry. And what we want to do as we wrap up the first part of the show here is I want uh, Titus to uh, introduce himself. So he's going to hop on right here First of all, Titus, I just want to say thanks for being part of the show. And, and just, are you with me right now? Are you there? Yes, I'm here. That's so great. Can you take just a minute and introduce yourself to my listeners today? Well, my name is Pastor Titus Lee. I am the pastor of Southside Worship Center in the Auburn Gresham community of Chicago. And uh, I also direct Operation Link of Teen Empowerment Program, which is be founded in 1996, which is a holistic program that empowers youth through mentoring and motivation and mobilization uh, in the communities. I'm married to my dear wife, Nedra, for uh, now almost 27 years, and I have three wonderful children. And I am as excited today as I was a long time ago when we first met to engage this generation. That's so great, Titus. We've had some opportunity to work together in the past. Do, do you have any, uh, just want to bring up any highlights or memories that you have, maybe in the next 30 seconds or so, of some things that we've done together? Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, I remember when you were at the church in, in the northwest part of Indiana, and you used to host Friends Night, and I came over and shared a few times in those and district events uh, that you actually helped open a door for that I preached in. So we've had amazing times together. You actually came to a few youth leadership training events that I did here in Chicago. So it's been an amazing partnership. It's been so amazing. I think it's so funny 
I used to, you might remember this, call you my twin, and I'm like a 5'7", height, white man, and you're you're not 5'7", and you're not white. So, I mean, it's just kind of fun (laughs) to be twins, but what a great partnership. Hey, we're going to interview you just in a couple minutes, but we're going to wrap up this segment. And to my listeners, I just want to thank you for listening in and grabbing onto this thought about discipleship and youth. So right now you're listening to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Listen in here for the second half as we interview my friend, Titus Lee. Thanks for listening right now on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. And we are back for segment number two of today's show on your discipleship coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And we're talking about discipleship and youth. And in the front end, I shared several stories, some of my experiences as a youth pastor. And we met a good friend of mine, uh, Pastor Titus Lee, who's with us right now. And, And Titus, I'm so glad you're here. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing now at Southside Worship Center. Well, I'm blessed and honored to be the lead pastor at Southside Worship Center. It was once known as, known as Southside Tabernacle. And uh, what an amazing plan that God had uh, in the inception of my relationship with this church, because I was a youth pastor here in the early 1990s, and then I returned in 20, at the end of 2010 as the lead pastor. So we are still enriching families and engaging youth in our local church here and really strengthening marriages. It's just a great thing that the Lord is doing here. It's just such a solid ministry. We met when you were the youth pastor. I was youth pastoring in the area. And then I think Mm -hmm. it was your five-year anniversary. You invited me to come and speak at your church. I still love the green room buffet you had for me. My goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's nothing like Bible and a good meal. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Hey, you do so much work with students. Even today, we... I uh, heard about that Operation Link Up. Can you share with our listeners uh, about Operation Link Up? Well, Operation Link Up was actually birthed in my heart in 1994. I was in a season of intense prayer, prayer and consecration before the Lord, and He laid upon my heart to start a, an organization that youth could identify with outside of church and school. Hence, Operation Link Up came forth. Uh, we began in a park district uh, art room, and it grew. Uh, uh, exponentially, uh, as we provided youth with uh, character education, academic assistance, performing and martial arts, as well as counseling services. And to this day, all these years later, the Lord has been faithful. As a matter of fact, we're opening another site uh, in the Chicago area. Um, currently, we're in the Market Park neighborhood, but we're also opening another site. And we really target 12 to 18-year-old youth, basically 6th through 12th graders. Well, that's really fascinating, and you're catching me here. I didn't know you were opening another site. That is so (laughs) awesome to hear. Thank you for sharing that. So tell us a little bit about, you mentioned that you do character training and help with education, these fine arts counseling. Mm -hmm. What what does that look like for a student who might participate in Operation Link Up? Well, generally, parents want their youth to be challenged, and our program is a members-only program. It's not a drop-in after-school type program. Mm-hmm. So 
when the parents uh, plug their youth into Operation Link Up, we let them know that we have a high standard during those after-school hours in which on designated days and times, we focus in on the core subject in our academic program, which is math, English, and reading. Um, and then the parents also are informed, and the youth have to embrace our character education uh, focus, where we really deal with life skills uh, in helping our youth uh, overcome and address anger issues and learning how to effectively engage. We call them the rules of, rules of engagement with authority figures such as coaches and teachers, parents, pastors, hmm. law enforcement officers. And then, of course, performing arts is very important where our youth are able to express themselves on designated days through dance and drama, as well as learn martial arts for self-discipline. And so when you put it all together, we try to help foster a holistically healthy young person hmm. in an urban context that could take these skills, both spiritual, academic, and artistic, and apply them um, in their daily life as well as um, uh, as they uh, go on in life. Wow. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach. This is Michael Smith, and I'm with a friend of mine, Pastor Titus Lee, who pastors on the south side of Chicago and runs an organization called Operation Link Up. And as you've explained this a little bit to us, Titus, I'm just curious, what have you seen uh, spiritually take place through Operation Link Up? Oh, wow. Thank you for asking. Well, when we, st- when we moved to the Market Park neighborhood, Um, we were a new organization that did not have real roots there. And when we began uh, operating there, um, we started really making inroads in the schools as well as in the grassroots context of the neighborhood. And we have seen that through reaching the young people and really giving the youth a sense of hope and adding value to them, we not only reach them and have transformed them spiritually, uh, but also their families uh, were impacted mm-hmm. and f- became followers of Christ. Um, it's been amazing how uh, we have, many of them have been won through the love of Christ. You know, you don't have to uh, preach Jesus down the throats or push him down the throats of people or beat them over the head with Christ. It's showing mm-hmm. the love of Christ to you, holding them accountable. And they begin to ask more about this Christ Jesus through that approach, really inductive discipleship, if you will. And uh, we've seen their lives change, and many families come to Christ and become part of local churches, even our local ministry as well. Now, this is amazing. So you, like me, we probably watch the same news on TV, and young people today— are are highlighted on the news in, in well, certain light. Yeah. But I hear you say these words. I wrote these down as you were talking. You're promoting accountability with 12 to 18-year-olds. You're, mm-hmm. you're promoting hope. You're highlighting their value. And what you're seeing is transformation yes. in their lives, but also in yes, their, their families. So I guess if you had to, to share... If, if you had a 30-second spotlight on tonight's news, like what's the message you would tell not only the great city of Chicago, but the world about what's possible with this generation? Oh, uh, similar to what you said, intentional engagement. I often mm-hmm. think of Zacchaeus hiding in a tree 
curious about more of Christ, mm-hmm. but uh, overlooked, if you will, and how Jesus saw him, recognized him, called him by name, called him down and said, I wanted to, and Jesus said, I want to, quote unquote, go to your house, but really, I want to engage you. Mm-hmm. Our youth are longing for positive, constructive engagement. And when we take the time, make the time investment to pour into them, and not only pour into them, but really listen to them and then earn a right to be heard, they are like putty in, in the hands of, of an adult who really can love them in a constructive wow. way and transform their minds and their behavior. You just said something powerful. I'll, I'll synthesize it. But engagement and time with a young person yes. helps them remain moldable <laughs> so they can mature even in the Lord. You know, we talked in the yes. first half about relationship. What, what would you say to an adult, maybe in their 20s, 30s, 40s, even 50s, that would be interested in spending time with a mm. teenager? How powerful could relationship be uh, in that, that context? Well, one of the ways of uh, really building relationship is not forgetting that they are where you once were. And even though certain cultural dynamics have changed, the ability to empathize and have compassion on that young man or that young woman who's going through an identity crisis or suffering with um, uh, identity dysphoria or struggling with um, a sense of belonging, if you can remember that you were once where they are and not lose your sense of your ability to feel, you know, where they are, you can engage them regardless of your age. Um, I would say to any person that's in their 50s, there's really no such a thing as a generational gap. There's a sensitivity gap oftentimes. But if you can remain sensitive and listen to them and then speak to them, you can engage them as if you're still in your 20s. How <laughs> powerful. I'm still doing it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's right. And you know what I just heard you say is someone that might be a little bit older sometimes mm-hmm might even, I'll use this word, blame a younger member of the younger generation that we can't connect, but the sensitivity is not on the younger person. It's on the more mature person. Yes, sir. Wow. Wow. That's really, that's really great. Titus, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show today. And my only miss is that you're not sitting right next to me in the studio. You're calling in because I'm missing going out to a lunch or dinner with you right now. But I just want to thank you for being with us. And God bless Southside Worship Center. God bless Operation Link Up, you and your wife, your team, your ministry. And I just want to say to my listeners right now that... I want you to roll up your prayer sleeves, if you will, and begin to pray for this generation. Pray for my friend Titus and the ministry that he has occurring in Chicago, on the south side of Chicago. You might be listening in right now thinking, I want to do more, but, you know, I really... Uh, want some partnership and help, and we can do that here at Your Discipleship Coach. Actually, if you visit us at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, you could fill out and complete a free coaching readiness assessment. We will reach out to you and coach you and be part of what God is doing in your life, both spiritually and professionally. I invite you to visit us at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Follow us on social media, download our podcast, share this show and the podcast with those that are in your circle. We celebrate you today as you're listening. And once again, thank you, Titus, 
Lee, for being on the show with us as thank we've you. talked about discipleship and students and teenagers. And I want to thank my listeners. You're listening today to Your Discipleship Coach partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Hey, I am for you, and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Thank you for listening today on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.